Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Well, good evening to everybody. It's May 3rd, 2020. I just crawled into bed and realized I don't think I've done a shot glass in two days, and we can't have that during this COVID crisis, can we? So, uh, I'm not really sure what we'll talk about. Why don't we look at the reading today from The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beattie and see what comes out. Freedom from self-seeking. Please free my thinking of self-will, self-seeking, dishonesty, and wrong motives. Paraphrased from Alcoholics Anonymous. There is a difference between owning our power to take care of ourselves as part of God's will for our life and self-will. There is a difference between self-care and self-seeking, and our behaviors are not as much subject to criticism as are the motives underlying them. There is a harmonic, gentle, timely feeling to owning our power, to self-care, and to acts with healthy motives that are not present in self-will and self-seeking. We will learn discernment, but we will not always know the difference. Hmm. Sometimes we will feel guilty and anxious with no need. We may be surprised at the loving way God wants us to treat ourselves. Hmm, I love that. We can trust that self-care is always appropriate. We want to be free of self-will and self-seeking, we are, but we are always free to take care of ourselves. God, please guide my motives today and keep me on your path. Help me love myself and others too. Help me understand that more often than not, those two ideas are connected. Okay. There is a difference between self-care and self-seeking. This, I believe, is true. Self-care is when we take time for ourselves because we need rest or we're feeling depleted and we need to take time to fill ourselves up. Self-seeking, I'm just not feeling this at all. Are you feeling this at all? I'm not feeling it at all. Uh, Let's just be honest here, folks. I'm just blabbing. Um, so I was in, I'll, I'll change the subject completely. So in self-isolation, there's a part of me that has really loved it because I am a solitary creature by nature. I'm a very well socialized introvert, but I realize that I'm getting so comfortable in my boundaries here that even the thought of driving to go see a friend, which I did yesterday as, uh, to go for a walk I was finding myself fearful to get in my car and to deal with traffic and to go outside and how long was that going to take me and when could I come back home and then thinking about how in the heck am I going to be going to two physical Alcoholics Anonymous meetings when all of this returns and they're only a day apart and that it's going to be a real pain in the ass for me to put clothes on to go to church because it's been so nice waking up at 11.45 a.m. and grabbing tea and crawling into bed and having church that way. And so there has been this very false sense of security in an artificial world I've created here for myself. And today I was um, I applied to be uh, an intern at my church. I worked on two books that are going to be published this year of poetry. 
Um, I started doing research for some of the courses I'm going back to school to take, maybe in September, maybe into January. And I started experiencing a lot of anxiety because I'm like, how am I going to do all that? It's been a really nice rhythm for me in this isolation. And I realized that for me, somebody that suffers with a lot of anxiety, if I don't keep exercising my resilience muscle by pushing against my anxious boundaries then I will not be resilient. And so I am a person that has to have a lot of discipline in my life and a lot of interaction with people in order for my mental health to be stable or else I get into moments like this where I'm like, I uh, I just, how about I just marry a rich man and I never have to work and I can do what I love, which is like cooking and cleaning and being at home. And that's just not a realistic vision for my life. It isn't. It would be very nice, but it's not realistic. It would be like living in the future for if I won the lottery and living my life based upon one day I'm going to live win the lottery. It's not realistic. And at the core of who I am, listen, it would not be fulfilling because I lived that life when I was married and it was very dark for me. It was a very dark time and um it didn't make me an alcoholic, but it brought my brought me to my knees with my alcoholism. So I'm going to have to be mindful of that going forward. And I think all of us will. Um, I, I like that the the quarantine is going to be a staged reentry into into society because I think that's how we're going to have to do it. Um, when I go on retreat, the last thing I say to the ladies before the end of the retreat is, don't jump off the mountain, slide down the mountain. We're going back into the normal world after we've had a very secluded, safe place to stay for the weekend, and we have to integrate responsibly. So I realize now, in the midst of what I think will be two weeks from now, being integrated back from isolation and quarantine, what are they calling it? Uh self something. Um, anyways, I'm going to have to start reintegrating probably very soon. And I'm going to have to know that it's going to cause anxiety in me, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to have to remind myself that I lived a very normal, fulfilling, happy life before this self-isolation and that everything is fleeting, but that this especially was temporary and to sink into it and appreciate it and not be afraid of the change once it comes. It's just become very real to me today as I've been working on my um, game plan for the next rest of the year or the next six months. And though I am taught to live one day at a time, I can plan for the future, but I can't live there. That's where the danger is for me. If I start to live in the future, I have to be mindful of today. And the truth of today is self-isolation has not ended. And I was able to have a very full productive day of which I haven't had in quite a long time. And that when tomorrow comes, then I can live there when it's tomorrow. And that brings me a little bit of peace and comfort. So I think this shot glass was for me and not for you. <laughs> but I do know that in this fellowship, so much of it is built on the sentiment of me too. I feel that too. That's me too. You're telling my story. And I'm confident that somebody out there is going to be having the same thoughts and feelings that I am and feeling like someone's beside them holding their hand as I'm feeling right now. So thank you for hanging in there with me. I hope you had a great weekend and I shall speak with you soon.